Just give us one hour, and we'll help you change the way you think about happiness. Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen is a fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness from the inside out. Happiness is a choice, and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Each week, Lisa shines her light on well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. As a filmmaker, positive psychology coach, author, professor, and change agent specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cybers Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. On the show, she also focuses on military families and service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and other post-deployment civilian life reintegration issues. So, let's spend some time getting to the heart of the matter on Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good afternoon and good evening wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, where we explore the very serious business of happiness, sustainable well-being, and human flourishing. We are not talking about the yellow smiley face. No, 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 no. We are talking about something much deeper and critical to the success of humanity. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. In fact, it is essential in order for humankind to thrive. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to collective global flourishing. The achievement of a happy life is not only positively good for us, it is constructively good for those around us. In short, happiness matters. Happiness comes from the heart, and this show is all about the heart. Before we bring on our live guest today, I want to invite you to join us. Join our conversation live by calling us at 877-864-4869. Again, that's 877-864-4869. Or you can log into our chat room at toginet.com. Dot com. You can follow me on Twitter at Lisa Kamen and HH Talk Radio or tweet at us live during the show at the hashtag Harvesting Happiness. Today we're going to talk about love, 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 relationships, dating with honor, being out in the world and communicating with respect and dignity for ourselves and those around us. And our first ladies have been doing just that. We've got Sharon Cunningham, Ms. SC, and Fox in the house. And these are some very interesting ladies of the Single Ladies Cafe. They have left the long corporate careers behind them. It was founded by Ms. Sharon Cunningham, known by her radio personality, Ms. SC. And her daughter and TSLC's celebrity news and entertainment editor, Fox. This mother-daughter duo has created a cafe-style forum for their informative dating talk and magazine focused on content that inspires, encourages, and educates single women of all ages, I'm in that group, to be confident, healthy, and strong while creating lasting personal joy as they date. Good morning, ladies. 
Well, good morning. I'm, How are you? Oh, morning. there they Thank are. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, I'm de- I am delighted uh, to, for you to be here with me for a few things. First of all, the mother-daughter duo thing, because I, I, too, work with my daughter in our film work, in our documentary film work. So I'm always inspired by meeting other women who are doing the same thing. And it's a relationship-building thing. It binds you closer to work together. It does. It does. And we love it. It, that, so that is terrific. This is the first thing I'm really excited about. The second thing is when um, I was approached about doing this show for dating at all phases of life, I thought, well, okay, well, that's interesting because I'm, I'm, a, like, I'm a serial monogamist you know, myself. I've been in these very, very long-term relationships, a very long-term marriage that ended in divorce a few years ago, and I'm in a very solid, committed relationship now. But the concept of going back into the world in midlife is challenging as a dater and then for the young people out there and I know you've got this covered and this is what interests me teenagers who are coming on the dating scene and how to help give them the skills and tools to create solid relationships so they don't end up on the divorce wagon 20 years later (laughs) yes yes we're working on that currently Lisa we have like um you know, um, a nonprofit that's pending right now called Cafe Teens, which is very special to us with the teenagers. And um, we're doing workshops in our area. We're kind of setting them up now, and we've done a few of them, and we absolutely love, you know, the young people, you know, kind of coming out and supporting what we're trying to do, and they really are hungry for the information that we have. So, you know, sometimes, you know, we're dealing with a lot of Lockheed girls, um, that are coming home, they have both parents working or whatever, just single-parent homes, and, you know, they don't always have the time to give their girls the information that they need or their, their boys. So we just want to be that cushion for them that kind of says to them, this is what you need to do, even if we just hand them a few dating tips for them to go forward, you know, and be successful. And another thing is just to make sure that they – keep one of their parents in the loop of what's going on, especially if you're under 18, and also just to make sure that um, you do have somebody that knows what you're doing because, you know, young people date different from the way that adults date. So we're very excited to have our campaign out um, and about in trying to help these young ladies um, either delay dating for a little while and finish school or do what you have to do or if you're going to do it, you know, do it smart and do it healthy. That's our message. Indeed. Do it smart and do it healthy. And it's a message that resonates for all of us who are single and out there in the world and who are married. We want, we want, to, we want yes. to do this thing right. And I think that it really isn't um, selectively focused just to teens. What you're doing is a service to teens and it augments the parenting that they may or may not be getting in the home. But it's important to learn how to be a respectable, respectful young man or woman and it's not just about birth control and sex education it's about etiquette it's about manners it's about consideration Mm -hmm. and that's what I hear your program leans towards and and, and being the mom of two teens I'm really dialed into this right now because my 16 year old girl is just teetering on dating you know she's interested but not really interested the boy Mm -hmm. you know his head his his eyes are one place and his head is somewhere else (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I understand. I understand. Boys are a little bit different from the girls, you know, and I think, you know, I, I don't, unfortunately, I did not get my, you know, I wasn't blessed with the son, so I kind of have to adopt mine as I go along through the workshops, the ones that show up. But um, as far as the daughters and the girls, it's really tough. It's tough. I, you know, and I, I wish someone would do a single men's cafe. Anybody in the audience that's willing to do that, let me know. I'll be happy to set some things up. We as women just really need to know what it is that we need to do to make you fellas happy, you know, or to do the right thing. I think we, we and I could be wrong with this, but I think that we we try, we, we try to whatever those, you know, those, Things are that you tell us to do. Do this. We want this. We want that. What we're finding out is maybe you don't so much want that. You know, we we've done that, and that doesn't seem to work either. So I'm starting to think that there's some more things going on, and I'm going to have to dig some things up and come back again, Lisa. But yeah, I think boys and girls are a little bit, um, just a little bit different when it comes to dating. And I think when we have our girls, we want to make sure. You know, those are our princesses, and we're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to kiss a lot more um, toes, you know, before um, getting to that right one. So we want to make sure that they realize that it's not the first one. Try not to fall head over heels with him and, you know, just go through the courting and the dating process. There is a process that they need to go through. Instead of jumping right over, you know, to the back end of the car. I agree. And kissing toads is a good practice. You know, we want to teach our kids to kiss those toads safely. Yeah. You know, because you want yeah, more to... toads, ladies. More toads. Kiss some more toads, please. Kiss some more toads. Do not walk down the aisle without kissing toads. <laughs> exactly. If you haven't kissed enough toads, mm, I question your relationship. <laughs> I question it. Well, you gals are involved in a lot of things. You do a lot of magazine interviews, a public access TV talk show. You do your workshops. And really, you are an advocate for women being strong and independent. And I want to talk a little bit about that, how you set this model up, how you go, in, excuse me, how you go out into the world and teach young girls and young women women or women who have been married let's say and find themselves newly divorced or widowed to go back into the dating world uh, to kiss some more toads <laughs> till they till they find another prince <laughs> yeah i think with with that I'll, you know i'll give people a little bit of history about myself this is miss Esty speaking and, you know, for a little while, I was busy after I, um, you know, Fox and I kind of like went our little separate ways because I wanted her to kind of live on her own a little bit and get her own, you know, lifestyle going and kiss a few toes and, you know, and we kind of ended back at the same place as mother and daughter. And we're both um, still single and we both have definitely kissed a lot of toes, her not so many. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it just comes back to this full circle, and I started dating again. And when I started dating, everything had changed. I was out so long, 
<laughs> I, I didn't understand the, okay, can you give me a call? And I get a text instead. What? I thought you asked him to call me like three times. Why is he texting me? I just couldn't understand that whole, you know, okay. So, you know, I took it to, I'm always surrounding myself by young people. So I took it to uh, my daughter and I took it to a couple of my nieces that are out there. And, the, you know, they're much younger and they're in the day. And they're like, oh, no, auntie, he might have something to hide. Maybe he has another girlfriend or something. Or maybe he's married. And I'm like, what? You know that from because he texted me? So it was all that type of that type of um, behavior and characteristics that I had to take into consideration, and I went, "No, I'm never gonna go for that." That no, Mm-mm. that's like really dropping the bar. So that's how the single ladies cast came about. Radio. And I just thought, "Well, wait, well, we are going with more of like harvesting it. happiness." Okay. What's going really going, going on? Break. Like it or not, we are off the air. <laughs> Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress Kamen has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life. Available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Happiness is an inside job. Wear the message on T-shirts, baseball caps, sterling silver designer jewelry, and more. Please visit our online boutique at www.harvestinghappiness.com. Hello. Are we back on the air? Are we back on the air? We are back on the air. Oh my gosh. I I I am welcoming you back into the dead zone that is very much alive here, but we had some miscommunication with our prompting, and we're back. We're here, and we are talking about love, relationships, um, dating with dignity, and my two guests this morning in the second segment that they'll be joining me for is Sharon Cunningham, Ms. SC, and Fox. They are from the Single Ladies Cafe, and they work with women and young young men to a lesser extent to teach the do's and don'ts of dating in this new paradigm. So ladies, let's talk about the top communication tips for couples who are just starting out in a romantic relationship. Do we have our gals okay. with us? All right, the top um, tips. The top tips. For someone who's trying to get back into, um, I think the thing here is, I think for, for me, I don't know if Fox would have a tip or not, but I just think that when people are trying to 
get back into it. I think communication is definitely um, very important. And I think communication, um, not just listening, I think with your heart, too. You need to feel me. You need to feel what I feel. So when I'm talking, is not just, and this is both ways. Women need to do it, you know, learn this, too. Um, you know, we need to listen with our hearts and not just with our ears because if you listen, people can hear what you're saying, but if you don't feel what I'm saying, I think it takes away from the connection. So I definitely say listen a little more. It broaden your listening skills by listening not just with your ears but also um, with your heart. Uh, Fox, did you have anything? Um, I believe one of the do's, of course, is, you know, from coming from my perspective, I do a lot of the entertainment and watching reality shows and all that. And I think being being honest is one of the top, you know, do's in the new relationships as well. So, you know, if you're not yeah. honest with yourself, if you're not honest with the person that you're dating, um, then you're not going to really get too far and you're not going to have a great relationship at the end. So I think being honest is one of them as well. And, and take I- your... Take your relationship off of the social networks, please. No one, I mean, we have people from married people, they're young, but they're married. And whenever there's a disagreement, everything is on, you know, Twitter or everything is on um, Facebook. And quite frankly, and maybe because, you know, we're in this business of dating, um, it's just not, it's just not, you. It's just not cool that we have to experience your relationship on Facebook. And not only that, we don't want women fighting over men, um, which is, you know, I'm, I'm definitely for that strong, being a strong and dating classy. Have some dignity and classy when you date, you know. So take your personal life, your dating life off of Facebook. I don't care how bad it is or how good it is. Just take it off of Facebook. Well, you know, I want I want to chime in here and just um, sort of um, reiterate what you're saying here. That being a really good listener, being an active listener, being an empathic listener. So it's looking at the person who is across from you that you supposedly are caring about or looking to create a relationship with, and letting them know that what they are telling you matters. And that's with listening with your ears, with your eyes, yes. with your heart, with your body language. You know, it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a whole thing, right? We're not just talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want to tell me? Exactly. You know, I think the yeah, yeah, yeah goes to directly to, like, the next level. So I think if you take your time and go through the process, and people are going to hear us say that a lot, our messages definitely go through the dating process. When you have to, ladies, when you have to, Learn when you learn how to drive or you go get your driver's license, you don't just get it. It doesn't drop out of the sky. You don't just call up the registry and they just give you um, a driver's license. You have to prove to them that you can drive. you got to put in time to understand what the rules and the regulations are. It is the same exact thing with dating. Where we get that, we can just jump over levels and jump over you got to know how to play the game right. I look at it sometimes as a game. You have to know what pieces to move, when and where, or if you should. So 
go through the dating process and it takes time and it could be painful going through it and know yourself. You've got to know yourself and you've got to love yourself or I'm not interested in anything you have to offer as, as a woman to another. I, I wouldn't want an unfulfilled man trying to date me or a broken man trying to date me when I've put in so much work to put myself and get myself ready to date someone that's healthy. Mm, that is a great point. Fox, as the arts and celebrity entertainment editor for the Single Ladies Cafe, you monitor all of the craziness in Hollywood couples and the drama that's on TV. And I, I think this is a really interesting commentary on what our youth are doing today in their own relationships. Are they mimicking what they see or is what we see a parroting back of what's going on in the relationships? Um, I think that uh, from what we see, what I see, I think that a lot of um, the relationships in the real world are mimicking what's happening on TV. Um, you know, we have the shows that one of the big shows that we watch is, you know, Love and Hip Hop. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that they have, they have, to me, they they show the good and the bad of relationships and you know, the good, they'll show, you know, the guys uh, courting the women and doing what they're supposed to be doing as far as being a man approaching a woman in the relationship. And then you have the bad side where you see them actually, you know, cheating on their girlfriends or cheating on their wives. And the reactions of how the women are handling it is what, you know, kind of scares us because what we try to teach women is to, you know, be classy and, and you know, stay a lady and with these reality shows, they don't show them that. They show, you know, the first thing that you need to do is call the woman up and cuss her out or, you know, go over and try to beat her up when you see her or throw in drinks her in the club. So I think that, and to me, going out when I do go out, I see a lot of that being mimicked in the club. And, you know, I just think that we need more positive reality shows. I know we're always screaming that, but we really do need them. They're, they're just very you and far in between, and it's, it's important that we get them because it's not helping our ladies on the scene at all. Uh, let's talk about what it means to be classy because I, I, I think that uh, the first thing that comes to mind in people's eyes is, you know, the elegant dress, the high heels, the diamonds, and the champagne, and we're mm-hmm. really talking about a way of being in the world that is dignified. Right, and, you know, it, it, it's your mannerism, it's your etiquette, it's, you know, you, you know what you put out and it's what you get back. So if you put out positive energy to people and, you know, positive conversations, that's what you're going to get. So, you know, definitely being, you know, dressed appropriately is a part of being classy and a part of being a lady and, you know, just how you present yourself to everyone. And I, I want to chime in here with the word authenticity because this is something that is probably our most powerful weapon in the pursuit of creating the right relationship and finding the perfect mate. And, you know, by, by that I mean is, you know, really learning to be comfortable in your own skin, that you present your world uh-huh. uh, where your walk and your talk are aligned. Right. And I think that's very difficult for a lot of people to do. Um, 
really. I think I think it. I, they have to understand again if you if you limit the um, talk shows or the reality shows. Those are not real shows. Those women have the same issues that you have, and you have to realize that. And it's very difficult for to get women to in the real world to understand that you can be classy and not wear high heel shoes and not wear short skirts or you know mimic those people. You can have on your jeans, you can have on your sneakers, you can put on your ball, you know, your hat, and just go out. It's how you wear what you wear. And you have to make sure what's on the inside of you is matching the outside of you. And it really doesn't matter what you wear as long as what you're doing is real and you know who you are and you're comfortable with who you are. Just be true to yourself first. You cannot be true to anybody before you are true to yourself. And smart people know when you're fake and when you're not. You know, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Let's talk about the, the rebranding process. We literally have about one more minute, and I want to give our listeners a little bit of an understanding of the evolution. You are about to relaunch your website, your radio show, your blog, and uh, upcoming live appearances at pop-up events in October at the Twin River Casino in New Jersey. So in one minute, this is like the speed analysis Tell us what's up, and then I'm going to close out with the contact information. Awesome. Um, pretty much is everything that you said, Lisa. Pretty much we're going to be doing live pop-ups. So, ladies, if you have a ladies' night that you're putting together and you want to add something different to it, the Single Ladies Cafe will come, and we will do our talk show part of it. We make it very romantic and all that great stuff. And when it comes to the magazine, we'll be coming out with some new issues. We're going to add the blog talk radio um, very soon. We're thinking around October 4th so that you guys will be able to connect with us that way as well. We just have a whole lot of new things going on. And I guess in a few minutes, Lisa's going to let you guys know how you can contact us and how you can um, stay kind of connected to what we're doing. All right, and here it goes. To stay connected to the fabulous Ms. SC and Fox, you can go to thesingleladies.com. On Twitter, they are at Single Ladies Cafe, and on Facebook, the Single Ladies Cafe. You ladies have been a delight, and I want to encourage our listeners, especially those of you out there who have teenagers, to check in with these ladies on Cafe Teens, which is their nonprofit work that they're doing to help our young people more successfully date in the world, to learn how to date with safety and with um, um, self-esteem and self-assuredness so they can be successful in creating these wonderful and heartfelt relationships in their lives. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, we are going to stay on the theme of love and dating. We've got a guy coming on to be with us. He's a relationship expert. expert. His name is Charles J. Orlando, and he's going to tell us about the problem with women is men. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back. Make a difference. I wanted to fight. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. 
Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Like what you hear on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio? Subscribe to us on iTunes and get your weekly dose of joy downloaded free and easily to your computer or portable device. That's Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes. likes to win enter our weekly contests at harvesting happiness on facebook where we give away our guests books music film and products each week in addition we also do great harvesting happiness giveaways like free coaching sessions with lisa cypress cayman lisa's books happiness first aid kits h factor where is your heart documentary film Happiness is an inside job product, including the Sterling Silver Infinity Bracelet that benefit Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, a nonprofit whose mission is to assist our returning military personnel and their loved ones challenged by combat trauma and other post-deployment reintegration issues. Join us at Harvesting Happiness on Facebook. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress Cayman has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life, available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back. We are now going to talk with a guy about relationships. I love this. I'm so excited to talk with Charles because not only is he coming at this from the male perspective, but he is just a delight with a great sense of humor. So Charles J. Orlando is a relationship expert. He's a best-selling author and television and radio personality best known as the author of the acclaimed relationship book series, The Problem with women is men. He is the sole voice behind the smash hit advice and relationship page, The Problem with Women is Men on Facebook. And this is kind of an incredible statistic, and I probably need to like take a class from you, Charles. He started out with 600 fans in March of 2010 to over 680 fans today. Charles has worked directly with thousands of men and women and indirectly by what he does out there in the social media world with hundreds of thousands of people. His approach is one of reality, balance, steering clear of techniques that might sound good in a technical or a clinical setting, but nearly impossible to apply in the real, real life. And I want to add humor. Humor, humor, humor. This guy has humor, and I am ready to get into it. So let's go, Charles. Well, well hi there. I'm grateful to have you on. Grateful you're having me on. Just a just one of those statistics. So 600 uh, fans in in 2010 to 680 thousand today, um, and that was no advertising. So did I, I didn't say that. I, I met, did I say 680, and I didn't add those yeah. zeros. Oh no, 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 no. The power in this is the zeros, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 
I'll try not to take the fact that you just called me a zero personally. So no, you are absolutely not a zero. <laughs> you are or, or or zero the hero, I suppose, because you've grown this exponentially um, in such a short period of time. So let's talk about this whole thing about the dating world. You know, like what is this dating thing? Because I'm thinking maybe it should be renamed to something else. Well, it's it's a it's a train wreck, right? Dating today <laughs> is extremely extremely challenging. Whether you're coming out of an established relationship or whether you're uh, just coming into the single scene and you're in your late teens, early twenties, it's very difficult. And I think that's where a lot of people are faced with with something that our parents weren't faced with or their parents weren't faced with, and that is today's world is really a combination of uh, it's where love and technology kind of collide. Um, more people are meeting people online and and communication fundamental communication within relationships as well as as how to meet people is now technologically driven whether we're talking about chat or email or online dating or Facebook or anything else uh, it's ingrained in our society today so uh, unfortunately with with the advent of technology and how things have changed so rapidly uh, the the world around us hasn't yet adjusted. Um, which is kind of where I am. Um, I've I've been at the at the at the collision of technology and love uh, for the past <laughs> ten plus years, <laughs> and really taking a look at, at at how people's lives, both in short term relationships and long term, uh, have really changed, uh, and how they're being positively and negatively affected by by technology and and how it influences uh, interpersonal communications. You know, I want to open up the phone lines again, make sure that everybody knows where to find us because uh, I have a feeling people might want to connect here. It's 877-864-4869. Again, that's 877-864-4869. And we would love to talk with you about this. And, you know, the, the, I, I want to tell a very brief story about this collision of love and technology. I became newly single after a lot of years of marriage in around 2009. Excuse me, my my daughter said, Mom, you can't be alone. You need to find a boyfriend. Aren't there any, is there anybody out in the world that you ever dated that you would like to uh, connect up with that you're curious about? And this kid persisted. You know, she would not let up until I gave her a name. All right. I give her a name. And this is when Facebook just started out. For, right. For I knew where people. this was going. <laughs> Facebook for old people. All right. You know what I mean by that. And she goes on my Facebook account looks up a boyfriend that I dated for a nanosecond in the 80s, writes him pretending to be me, starts a dialogue with him, that ends up now we are going into our fifth year of the re-reconnection of the relationship. Wow, so you, you got catfished and it's been successful. <laughs> I was successfully catfished by a really cute guy from when I was in undergraduate school, and it's, it's, it, it worked for me. Well, sure, and and that's that's a success story, right? There's there's nothing wrong with that. And in the same vein, I can flip that over. The opposite side of that coin is that people who are in established relationships and marriages are able to now reconnect with first loves or people from their past very very easily in the same way. Which is why the the rise of online affairs has grown exponentially since uh, social networking really entered the mainstream. Oh, let's talk about this, the dry affair. Well, there's, there's different types of affairs. Uh, and I mean, they all lead to the same type of thing. But, 
but there's different ways that people are approaching infidelity. Uh, so the first is, uh, well, let's break them down. So there's flings, there's affairs, and then there's, there's online infidelity. So flings are, are usually very physical in nature, um, and they're really based on lust and, and spontaneity. So something akin to, I'm sorry, I went to Vegas with the guys, I got trashed and ended up with the stripper in the hotel room. I don't know how this happened. Of course, you know how it happened. Like, stop it. But, um, you know, so, but that's, that's one type, right? Affairs are very different. Affairs uh, often have a combination of a physical and emotional connection um, in some way. And that's the, that's the hardest part for uh, the person who's been cheated on to get through is the emotional connection of what happens in that long-term affair. Uh, online infidelity is probably the most dangerous because most of the investment, if not all of it, is mental and emotional. There is no physical contact. So you're sharing your time, your emotion, your, your mental investment, uh, and, and your connection with somebody that you haven't even touched in the flesh uh, and those are the most damaging for for relationships, for sure. It's well, it's interesting because the the emotional energy that goes into these cyber affairs or these digital affairs is what most of us are craving in our uh, real relationships. We want our the, uh, that mate to want to connect with us emotionally, spiritually, in, intentionally. And when we engage in what you're speaking of, we're giving it away to somebody who we really don't even know. Well, yeah, and, and not only do you not know them, um, but you're being, you're being fooled and you're fooling yourself. So let, let's, let's, talk, let's get to the kind of the crux of this. I mean, people, people have affairs for a variety of different reasons, and men and women have, have their own gender-specific reasons. And it's, there are some people who break this rule. So for listeners, like I'm, I'm putting this out in 80%, 20% format. This will apply to 80% of, of men or women, depending on where they're, where they're at in their own, in their own relationships. Okay. Uh, the other 20% have different reasons. So when it comes to why men cheat, it's largely physical in nature where they're, they're looking for an ego boost. Uh, they have an opportunity to have sex with someone that they're curious about. Um, where they, they are looking to have sex without necessarily getting caught. Um, but it's, these are all physical reasons, and they're, and they're based on, on physical want. Whereas women usually start affairs uh, for completely different reasons, where they don't feel desired, where they're lacking an emotional connection to their mate, um, where they don't feel like women anymore. They just feel like wives and mothers. So it's, th those, di those reasons are, are very, very different. When it comes to infidelity as a whole, though, like the, the physical act or the mental act of going online and pursuing someone is really a symptom of an already failed relationship. It's just, just coming out that way. So the relationship has already been disconnected. It's already over in a lot of ways. Um, now that this has transpired, you can focus on the act and the symptom, or you can focus on what led you up to it. Either way, they both need to be looked at, right? Um, so that's, I just wanted to make that clear as far as, as, far as why, why people are going and looking externally outside of their relationship. Right. I mean, they're going because they're not getting something somewhere, and the reasons in general are very different for men and women, as, as you share. 
Um, but let's talk about the, the, the not having sex aspect because I think this is something that is really not spoken about. You know, our lives are very, very busy and complex. Um, sexual desire is very much human nature. And there comes a time in all of our lives where we feel that we are not getting it, we want it, or we're not interested. Different things happen at different phases. And when we um, come up against this situation where one person wants it and the other person doesn't, and the drive is to go outside of the relationship to fill that need, is it just the physical need that we're trying to fulfill? I'm talking about from the male perspective, or is there something a little bit deeper? Well, there's always something deeper. Yeah. Um, so, so many men don't feel appreciated at home, just like so many women don't feel appreciated at home. The problem isn't that they don't feel appreciated. The problem is that they don't talk about it. Yes. Um, and not only are they not talking about it, but the other party isn't listening, um, listening without judgment, just listening with empathy. And that's, that's where a lot of this breaks down, where you have where you have two people who are not only not speaking the truth, but they're not listening to each other and accepting the other person's truth as just real for them. So there's, no, there's not a lot of empathy, uh, and there's a lot of complacency. Oh. Yes, complacency and empathy are two things that we really uh, would like to speak more about. We're going to go to a break in, in, in a minute, but I wanted to give your contact information. The website for Charles J. Orlando is theproblemismen.com. On Twitter, he is Charles J. Orlando. And on Facebook, it is The Problem is Men as well. And um, I, I, I want to touch upon this thing about The Problem is Men because I personally am a woman that loves men. I think the way you guys show up in the world, the way you process, the way you connect the dots is so simplistic for me, for the way my brain is wired, it makes it a joy to be connected to you and to be in relationship with you. But that's not always the case for many women. And I no, wanna, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's really not. That a little bit. Yeah, sure. Well, and, and I know we're headed to a break in a second, but I'm not writing about all men. I get a lot of people blasting me like, you're talking about all men. No, I'm not. You know, And if your ego is that fragile to where I can say that that some people are doing this the wrong way, you really need to look at yourself, okay? I mean, not my, not my deal. Uh, I'm not looking to offend anybody, right? But the truth is, like, I'm not writing about all men. I'm writing about the men who don't do the right stuff in their relationships, and those men give good men a bad name. So if you're a good guy, don't call me or write me and bitch. Please, I get enough hate mail. Like, go after the same guys I'm talking about. This isn't my deal. This is about them, not me. Well, we're going to break, and I invite you all to return to the next segment with Charles J. Orlando, my new best guy friend. <laughs> I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to fight. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Do you like Lisa's take on happiness, well-being, and human flourishing? Join us this spring as Harvesting Happiness launches online classroom programming where Lisa Cypress-Kamen will offer her workshop series across the globe and from the comfort of wherever you are. Visit HarvestingHappiness.com for more details. Be a part of the grateful good. 
Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the Medical Center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back. If you're just joining us now, I urge you to download this podcast for free on iTunes because we're talking about relationships. We're talking about um, being a dignified person in how you go about living your life in the world in search of love, in, in, in um, searching it, in finding it, in sustaining it. And Charles Orlando is a relationship expert. He's a best-selling author. He's a radio and TV personality. He is has created a series called The Problem with Women is Men. Ouch. And we talked a little bit about that biting ouch before the break. And I'll, we're talking about relationships, the different kinds of relationships, and how they aren't necessarily usually successful so take it away let's go back to this Charles well sure so just to just to kind of complete where we were with all that so many people go externally outside of their relationship you know to to reaffirm their desirability to find their own happiness and sometimes it does work out you know sometimes it does but most of the time what you compete with your with your established relationship anyway um, there, there's no way that a new relationship can hold a candle to something that's been around for a few years for a couple of reasons. You have physical reactions, and this is where our primal mating instincts kick in, right? Your brain is flooded with dopamine, so you're, you can't. That's why you can't wait to get them on the phone. You can't wait to disappear to that hotel room. You can't think of anything else but them. Well, no kidding. I mean, that's primal dating rituals, right? But I tell you what, you're unhappy in your marriage today or you're unhappy in your relationship and you're going outside, let that affair come, let it all come full circle, right? Your established relationship ends through divorce or breakup and your new relationship now takes off and it's wonderful, but guess what? Wait a little bit because you know what it turns into? A normal relationship, if you make it that far. So that, that glowing, shiny, beautiful thing, not that there isn't, not that it may not be better. It might be better than your old relationship. There may be other things there. But whatever you were unhappy with in that old relationship that you either were doing or not doing, it's going to follow you to your new one. You cannot outrun yourself. So whatever you were not doing there, guess what? You're going to not do in the new one uh, unless you do the work. So – you know, don't don't be fooled by by the physical and emotional connection that happens in in these affairs. It's not it, it works out sometimes for people, but it's not always real. It's not always real. It, it, you know, to be successful really requires that we grow up. That we, you know, I I say man up. You know, that's what I like to say. Sort of pull up your panties and fight like a man for this thing. You have to really be aware of yourself. You have to really be willing to do the work of what it takes to be that. 
uh, that partner. And that first requires you be that per- person y- yourself. Sure. I mean, you're, you're going to be, unless you can establish your own sense of self-worth and maintain your sense of self-esteem and your individuality, it doesn't matter what they do, you know, because you're going to be with the wrong person over and over again unless you have your own value out there up front. So whether you found somebody new or you're in an established something, like, don't, don't seek their attention, right? Just seek their respect. It lasts longer and it's more real. Mm. But attention is important. We all want those that we love to pay attention to us, which is how we receive validation is to be seen and heard. Yes, but you need to validate yourself first. Yes, well, um, the, ha- the happiness needs to come from within yourself first. It can't really be caused by the relationship. It can only be added to by the relationship. Precisely. That is, we are on the same page. <laughs> and, you know, you're a married guy with, with teenagers. I'm not... I'm not married uh, presently, but I'm as good as, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a, like I, I said earlier with the other guests, a serial monogamist, you know, I am in this thing, I'm raising two kids, um, doing my life, getting to do what I love to do, which is also a big perk and makes me, I think, more infinitely happy, happier in my relationship. Right, right. I get and, that for sure. And let's talk about you and your wife. You know, you said, oh, I have a very normal marriage. Well, and that's the goal. Well, yeah, it's a very normal marriage, meaning that you know, is it great? Yes. Is it terrible? Yes. Like we're talking about cohabitation, right? Just because I'm an expert and I've done all the research doesn't put me on some pedestal to where my relationship is perfect and, and sparkling, right? Like she gets pissed off at me too. So it, because we're talking, well, come on. Like any, like, yeah, anybody, yeah, I, get it. I mean, anybody who, so many people like think that experts, you know, they, they have it all nailed and, and we don't, meaning that what makes me an expert is a combination of research, perspective, um, knowledge. You know, it, I have all those things, and, which is great. But at the end of it, like, I'm just a guy. I'm just a, a man who's, who's married to someone else trying to figure out our way in the world. And things change over time. So we're all figuring it out. But the, the key to a successful relationship is to stay listening to each other. So many experts, I'll probably be the only expert, maybe others have said this, I don't, I'm not aware of them if they, if they have, but I, as far as I know, I'm the only expert who says that communication is not the cornerstone of a successful relationship. And that's mostly because of the perception that people have of that word and that process. Communication for so many people usually means waiting for your turn to speak, when the truth of it is that the only thing that makes a, a relationship successful is active listening and empathy. Where's your compassion? It, it, too often, and people are so worried about being right instead of being happy, and you can't you can necessarily have both at the same time. Yeah, I, I, I love what you just said. You know, I would, would you rather be right or happy? I'm I'm going for happy personally because it's just you know it's easier. Uh, and, and people often say, no, 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 it's not, it's not easy to be happy. And I, I can go off on another hour giving compelling reasons why it is. It's better for, you know, better for your health. It's better for your productivity level. But to, you need to acquire those skills to see it as a simple process. And that's, well, where the, that's the rub right there. Yeah, for sure. Well, see, I mean, when you, when you start talking about being right in a relationship, what you really mean is that they are wrong. Um, so <laughs> it's not enough for you to be right. They have to be wrong. And the truth is that no one is wrong. Everybody's coming at it from their own perspective um, and their own experience. So 
your, your job is not to necessarily prove them wrong. Your job is to meet them in the middle. And, and ex- I mean, when it comes to marriage and cohabitation, that's the only way it can happen. That's compromise. Anything other than that is sacrifice. And when uh, those two words are not interchangeable. Compromise means everybody wins, even though everybody's given up a little bit. Sacrifice means that one person wins and the other person loses. And that's the seed of resentment right there. And let's, let's take it a step further about betrayal. You know, we talk about betrayal occurring when there is a, an affair, but there is also a sense of self-betrayal that goes on when we feel as though we are not getting what we want or we think we want. For sure, for sure. That, you know, if you're, not, if you're not getting what you want out of your relationship, you need to really talk about it. So maybe, maybe this will help. Like, one of the most common problems in today when it comes to relationship is something that we were all told when we were kids, everybody. We were all told to treat others the way we want to be treated, to love others in, in the way we want to be loved. And I call no. I say, I say absolutely not because it doesn't work. The way other people receive love and recognize it does not necessarily correspond to how somebody wants to give it. I'll give you a quintessential example. Uh, enter a man who has been married to his wife for the past 10 years. They have two kids. And he shows her every day that he loves her. And he shows her by busting his ass and going to work and pulling down a, the, the biggest check that he can. He works 10 hours a day and overtime, and he makes sure there's a roof everybody, over everybody's head, and there's food on the table and clothes on everybody's back. And he comes home, and he just wants to be you know, there and heard and give me some time to just get back in. And this is how I just want you to know that I love you. But he doesn't say that. He shows her that way. Right. She, she doesn't receive it that way. What she wants is for him not to work overtime, come home and spend time with her so that they can sit on the couch and talk, play cards, spend more time with the kids. That's what shows her that he loves her. And right there you have a fundamental disconnect. Everybody's showing each other how they love each other, but nobody's hearing it on the other side. And, yes. and you wait a little bit, and those people will get divorced because they didn't have a translator in between them. They weren't listening and, and, sh- and paying attention to how the other person receives love. Well, I think you make excuse me, I'm getting over a cold here. I think you make a very valid point about the translation process. Because we each uh, define the best way that we can be loved, we don't always communicate it to the other person. Mm-hmm. And we want to please. I mean, by nature, we, are, we like to please those that we love. So it, 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 it requires a dance and an education process to say, you know, this is the way that when you do these things, I know that I'm loved by you. I intellectually know I'm always loved by you because we're together. We've made a commitment to one another. But the, the signs are in, um, you know, bringing the cup of coffee to, to, to bed in the morning or playing cards on the couch as you described this other couple or cooking together in the kitchen. Sure. Well, see, and those are all things that people do at the beginning of relationships, but then it ends up drifting into this place where they don't do those things anymore. You want a successful relationship? Be the person you promised you would be and that you showed that you were at the beginning all the way through it, and you'll have a successful relationship. Well, and that's integrity. That's integrity and being impeccable with your word, which is the basis for any successful relationship, whether it's romantic, business, or otherwise. Absolutely. It's following through on intention. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. 
that, and that is it. Well, I would love for you to come back and share more of your pearls of wisdom in a, in a few months. Maybe as we roll into the Valentine's Day season, you'll come back and, and we'll get more heavily into romance and relationships. You have been an absolute delight and pleasure. And I want to once again give your contact information and recap where you can find out about Charles J. Orlando. His website is theproblemismen.com. On Twitter, he is at Charles J. Orlando. And I should spell Orlando. It's O-R-L-A-N-D-O. On Facebook, it is The Problem is Men. And there are uh, 680,000 folks over there. Uh, on Facebook. Uh, and it's a really YouTube. active community, right? Like I, I tell everybody, I've got two bestsellers out, but it's a rough economy. You know, save your 10 bucks. Don't buy my book. You want to know what women are thinking? You want to know <laughs> what they want in a relationship? Go to my Facebook page. There's over half a million women there every day that are telling you what they want. In real time. Yes. In real time. And like, this is, this is like the real deal. It's live. So I urge our listeners to go over there and I support and salute the things that you're doing and you are a pleasure. And please come back. Here are a few thoughts before we part. And that is that happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. Happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen and our guest today, Charles J. Orlando, Miss SC, and Fox wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest of actions. Until next time, remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. Next week, we're having a military-focused show with Dr. Jody Bremer and Rebecca Summers, who is the manager of the Veterans Civilians Dialogue. Go out and make it a great day and do something kind for somebody else. You'll be happier for it. Don't come easy. Nobody got no time anyway. Somehow... Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Join us every Wednesday morning live at 10 to 11 Central Time here on TogiNet Radio. Then harvest your own happiness anytime from the comfort of wherever you are with free downloadable podcasts.